Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Complete Tool Center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, here we are, uh, Thursday night, the final Sports Day WA for the week. Thanks to the Kia all-electric Kia EV6 GT, Supercar and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Surely we'll speak to Sam Landsberger. He's the footy writer at the Herald Sun in Melbourne. I just want to get a feel for what it's like because Brisbane actually, uh, their flight down south from Brisbane to Melbourne was delayed because of a huge thunderstorm that went through southeast Queensland. So their flight was delayed. They would have landed now uh, in preparation for the grand final parade tomorrow and then the AFL grand final on Saturday. Having a look at the ins and outs uh, for the team, thanks to SEN's AFL grand final day partner, that's Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil and OMF. The big, big spring sale is on now. Tune in on Saturday to the SEN Network from 11am to hear the build-up to the AFL Grand Final and the match itself. So Billy Frampton is in for Collingwood. Uh, that's been pretty well documented. Craig McRae, the coach of the Magpies, made that prediction a couple of days ago. Uh, Daniel McStay, as we know, is injured. He's out. And Patrick Lipinski has been omitted. Darcy Moore, by the way, the captain of the Magpies, is playing his 150th game. And what a match to get your milestone of 150. While for Brisbane, there's only one out, and that's Jared Lyons, who was the sub last week. And Dane Zorko is playing his 250th game for the Brisbane Lions, the former skipper. So a couple of big milestones. Darcy Moore playing 150, and Dane Zorko playing 250 for the Lions. So one of those two is going to be celebrating their milestone in a big way. That update for the Good Oil, Cobram Estate, Premium Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. What we're going to be doing, apart from speaking to Sam in just a moment, is we've got our top seven at seven, okay? And we're doing grand final matches. Grand finals over years gone by. And I've been asked for this show to put together my top seven, okay? Top seven for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. It's almost like the radio version of the grand final marathon that normally runs right throughout the night in the early hours of the morning, replaying some of the great grand finals of yesteryear. So I'm going to do that a bit today. We're going to flush it out a bit and get some of the highlights of particular grand finals of years gone by. Give me an idea right now on the Temper of Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. The best and most exciting and exhilarating grand final you have seen, either witness live or watch from afar. What do you think will be the number one grand final that I have selected in the top seven countdown? 0487 736 736. The top seven grand final matches for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar coming up shortly. But let's go. 
So give us your thoughts and see if you pick the one that I've picked uh, as number one. Sam Landsberger, Herald Sun footy rider. He's in the midst of it. He's right amongst it all. And he's going to bring us all the colour and all the latest news from Melbourne town. Sam, thanks for your time. Pleasure. Just uh, trying to think back over the great grand finals. It's a, it's a great topic. Yeah, so I'm looking forward. Some are in black and white, but most of them are in colour. So that's a bit of a, a heads up to uh, the people that will be texting in. Now, I heard that the Brisbane Lions flight was delayed a fraction coming from Brisbane down to Melbourne because it was the thunderstorm or some bad weather going through southeast Queensland. Have they finally arrived? It's a great question. I assume they are. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put up my hand and be completely honest. I've been more on Collingwood Watch being Herald Sun based, but I've been following this story from afar. I, I think they are here, but not an ideal start to grand final week when you're uh, you're stuck on the tarmac. So, uh, yeah, it just adds to the the bit of a, the theatre of the build-up, but I think they are in town finally, and they'll have their captains run at the MCG tomorrow. I think the AFL gave both clubs the option to have a run on the MCG the day before the game. The, the Lions said yes, and the Pies said, no, we're pretty happy at the AIA centre across the road in front of 10,000 fans. So the Lions will be on the G tomorrow, and the Pies won't be. Well, I'm looking forward to coming over. I love about midday tomorrow. What's the general feel inside Melbourne town ahead of what this highly anticipated match on Saturday? It's funny. I mean, I'm out for dinner at the moment with a, a bunch of Collingwood mates, and there's a few in the, uh, the newsroom at work as well, and... They're all sick with nerves, the Collingwood fans, but it's a great vibe over here. It's been sunny weather all week. It's going to be 29 degrees and sunshine on Saturday. So there's a spring in everybody's step. But I think the Collingwood Army, I think they're just a little bit nervous. They know that the Lions have a great form record over them. I think Collingwood hasn't beaten Brisbane since 2017. That year, the Lions finished last. They got the wooden spoon. So they've been a bit of a bogey team. And I think the Collingwood fans, they're, they're on to that. They're a, little bit, they're a little bit nervous, despite the fact that they are slight favourites. It's amazing, really, when you look at the grand final, a couple of great players for the respective sides celebrating milestones. Darcy Moore, the captain of the Maggies, 150th game on grand final day. And Dane Zorko, former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, playing 250. You don't often get two outstanding milestones on a grand final day. No, you don't. And to cap it off, I mean, if Collingwood does get up on Saturday, Darcy will get the cut from his old man, Peter, who's been chosen by the Magpies, I think, in a terrific appointment to, to present the Cup should Collingwood win. And, I mean, Peter Moore, obviously, so unlucky in grand finals. Remember, you know, in 1981 where he tossed away his runners-up medal, and that was the last year they did it. They got rid of the runner-up medallions after he threw his off in sort of disgust after getting that in the 1981 grand finals. So it would be great from a Collingwood point of view if Peter was on stage finally on the right time of a Collingwood result and he could hand the, the Cup over to his son. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, saying that, what about the Collingwood bandwagon? How big is it? <laughs> well, they've got 106,000 members, and a lot of them are pretty angry this week because they couldn't get their hands on the tickets. So there's live sites set up at, um, I think, at, uh, at the, the Melbourne Park precinct and also at the Collingwood home ground. So I think you can get in for $4 there if you're a member or $20 if you're, if you're not a member. So... There's going to be, you know, in the, in that sort of precinct of Melbourne, in the sporting hub of Melbourne, there are going to be probably a, a hundred thousand plus Collingwood supporters. So Richmond come six p.m. Saturday evening is going to be uh, pretty uh, pretty feral if you want a, a, an emotive turn. Should they get up, so it, it is quite crazy. They're they're such a big, powerful club, and um, yeah, it's made known this week and. 
Yeah, it's it, it shapes for a great game. It is a, it is clearly, the, I think, the best two teams of the year. So we're set for a cracker. Yeah, it should be an absolute beauty. And the AFL must want Collingwood and what we saw with Carlton getting to the penultimate weekend of the AFL season to maybe replicate that every year. Because if Carlton and Collingwood go well, and no disrespect to Richmond and Essen, who are also part of the the big quartet of clubs, then the AFL's going okay, aren't they? And the AFL now is beating themselves on the chest, saying, what a fantastic year we've had. Well, it's no secret of the fact, because Collingwood and Carlton have done so well, the season's gone well. It was really ironic last week, wasn't it? I mean, I think it's been the AFL's dream for some time for the Giants to win a premiership, because it would... Um, add to their footprint in Western Sydney. But, I mean, last week, that was going to come at the cost of a potential Collingwood-Carlton grand final. And there's no doubt that as much as the AFL would love to see their, you know, their baby in the Giants, you know, um, break through and get a flag, the the, the idea and, the and yeah, the, the, the potential of a Collingwood-Carlton grand final trumped that. I mean, that would have been absolutely massive. And at quarter time of the Gabba last week, it was going to look like Melbourne was going to go into meltdown with, with those arch rivals to play off on Saturday. So, if you know, if they are up and about there, if they are up and about again next year, uh, it's a huge result for the AFL. It just uh, it just gives such a boost to um, support, interest. Um, it, it, the whole industry just grows. So, mm. Yeah, I think that would be an absolute dream result. Tomorrow, the grand final parade, it uh, returns to the streets of the CBD there in Melbourne after what was a, a pretty ornery uh, <laughs> little stroll down the uh, murky Yarra River last year. Uh, how many people are you likely to see lining the streets of Melbourne to try and get up and close and personal with the, the grand final combatants tomorrow? Yeah, even Albert, even Anthony Albanese was cracking jokes about that. I think he said at the grand final breakfast last year to quote a, a former PM, "Stop the boats!" After the the parade shocker, that was a, a disaster last year. Uh, look, it's a different route this year. I think they finish at the MCG instead of Town Hall. So I think the the, the captains and coaches will be presented on stage at, at Yarra Park, which is this hub outside the MCG or the grassland there with. with which is filled with um, activations for grand final week. Well, there'll be hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of fans. It's a public holiday here in Melbourne tomorrow for grand final eve. So, um, yeah, beautiful sunshine again. Predicted it. It's going to be rocking. Yeah. yeah, 29 degrees forecast for grand final day. Well, we had 34 yesterday. I think it's about 29:30 today. So the warm weather is just slowly creeping across the Nullarbor and will arrive in Melbourne on the weekend, which is going to be fantastic. So get out the uh, suntan lotion. Sam, before we let you go, which way are you leaning? Oh, I think the Lions. I think in that Brisbane-style weather and that Perth-style weather, I think uh, Collingwood plays a really taxing game plan. And I, think, I just think the Lions have too much firepower. I think Collingwood bringing Jack Ginevan in shows you that um, you know, they're worried about their goals throughout. They don't have the, the same potency out forward. So the Lions for me. And Patrick Lipinski has been uh, confirmed as the sub, the Pies sub for the grand final? Yeah, he has. Uh, Frampton comes in for McStay. Ginevan comes into the 22 and Lipinski gets demoted to... The sub role, and again, I think that, that shows you that they're worried about firepower. They, they want Ginnivan spark and craft around goals. He obviously kicked five on Anzac Day last year, so he can play, he can play well in the big games. Um, and the unlucky for Lipinski, I mean, he's their best GPS runner. He's really important to their structure. 
So I think that move shows you that they're worried about kicking a winning score. Yeah, fantastic. All right, mate. Well, thanks uh, for joining us, Sam. Look forward to picking up my copy of the Herald Sun tomorrow when I arrive. And, of course, the big grand final edition on Saturday. And uh, no doubt you'll have a few bylines there as well. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a beauty. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All the best. Good on you. Sam Landsberger, the footy writer at the Herald Sun, giving us a bit of an insight on how things are transpiring. Now, as I said, we've got the top seven grand finals uh, coming up. A bit of a, uh, a footy marathon like we normally have on TV. I'm sort of replicating, and you'll hear some of the highlights of the top seven grand finals to get us really in the mood for Saturday. Uh, Dave of Harvey says, Collingwood North Melbourne 1977 draw. Tony at Vic Park says, Pete Hawthorne versus Geelong 1989 was one of the best grand finals I've ever seen. Well, boys... Uh, they're both in the top seven. I can tell you that. They're both in the top seven. Come and uh, see if others can maybe uh, eliminate another five. Uh, we've got two. Dave of Harvey has got the 1977 draw between the Maggies and the Kangas. And we've got the Hawks and the Cats in the 1989 match where, of course, Gary Ablett Sr. kicked nine goals in a very, very high-scoring game. Which are the others? that resonate with you, get on the temperate bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. I want to acknowledge a few more after the break when we roll the top seven grand final matches of all time here on Sports Day WA. Yes, great to have you company, everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA as now for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. We're going to roll in to the top seven AFL Grand Finals, uh, VFL AFL Grand Finals, okay? Now, we're doing it also from a bit of a West Australian perspective. So let's kick it off with number seven. Number seven. Picked up by Sumich. Sumich's snap is a good-looking one. It's bending around the post. I think it may be a goal. It is. Remarkable. Across to Hedy. A delicate little chip to the run of Matera. Suddenly, the Eagles are alive. Matera sets sail for home. And the Eagles hit the front. Goes for distance. Back towards the kickoff line. Jakovic, towering mark. Eagles supporters and fans realising now they've got the flag as Sumich takes the mark. Just 20 metres out to say that he does prefer that this area. <laughs> he uses that uh, helicopter kick and it works. They've got it. The Eagles have got it. The Eagles are going to win their first play. Commentators Bruce McAvaney, Dennis Cometti, Sandy Robertson, Ross Glenn Denning there. Peter Simmons kicks six goals. Norm Smith medalist was Peter Matera, who was on fire. And Mick Malthouse, the Jock McHale medalist as the winning coach. 95,007 at the MCG on the 26th of September. The Eagles trailed at halftime by 12 points, but then kicked 10 goals to four after halftime to career away. 16, 17, 113 to 12, 13, 85. Number six. The pack and a mark to Billy Pickin. He better hurry up because time is running out at the 32-minute mark. And scores North Melbourne a goal in front. The kick by Pickin is into the goal square. There's a mark here to someone. It's in front of Twiggy. It's a, it's a Twiggy done. I think it's got it. Oh, oh golly, 
next week. Oh, golly. There's the go now. Oh. Twiggy Dunn's got the mark. Will it be a drawn match because we're approaching the 20, a 33-minute mark? Time must be running out. Twiggy Dunn with the ball. Only about 10 metres out from goal. And look at those North Melbourne players on the mark. Well, oh, the pressure on this veteran from Collingwood played over 200 games. Fires for the goals. And he's put it through and scores at Scores at that level. Now, what will happen? Can they get it down there and score a point? Max Richardson picked up by little Bob. He's going for one. Can they get it down there and turn? There's the side, I think, for the end of the game. It's a draw. It's a draw. The 1977 grand final is a draw. Oh, and we'll be back here next week. Yeah, great call by the late Lou Richards there. And at Melbourne Cricket Ground, 24th of September, 1977, in front of 108,000 people. Uh, it was drawn. Collingwood, 10-16-76. North Melbourne, inaccurate, 9-22-76. In fact, Collingwood led 9-12 to 4-15 at three-quarter time. So they led by 27 points, but the Collie Wobble certainly settled in in that final term. Twiggy Dunn with the only goal of that final term. Collingwood kicked one goal four in that final quarter, and North Melbourne went on to kick five goals seven to force the draw. Number five. Cousins again. Bolton with him. Eagles with numbers. Banfield, the old-timer, the veteran of 94. Chance for the Eagles. Canelli takes it to safety. And the Swans hang on. It nearly ricocheted off Nikoski's leg. It did. Sydney by four. Ty Canelli did it well. Saw the option in the pocket. Went for it. Leo Barry. Slow it down. So Leo Barry in the back pocket. Heads along the boundary line. Oh, good mark by Cox. Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for the Star goes down now in football folklore. That uh, last gas bark that celebrated Sydney winning their first premiership in 72 years. Sydney hanging on to win eight goals, 10 58 to the Eagles, 7 12 54. And the Norm Smith medalist, Chris Judd of the West Coast Eagles, in front of 91,898 people there at the MCG. The day was the 24th of September, 2005. Number four. The through they come, O'Callaghan is there. Jackson picks up for Calvin. Jackson, the left foot stop. Oh, he tries to scramble a ball. Gisolingo shoots. On its way, and that's pretty good. Carlton in front, it's a goal. Carlton in front. Oh, what a finish. And we're into time on. Our place of Collingwood steadying down. He's going for the lead from McKenna. McKenna goes up. He's playing it. Play on. Play on. Oh, play on. Play on is a call. Up towards centre half forward for Carlton now. Who comes Jessalenko? Jessalenko, a left footer. There's nobody there. Look at this. 
Second, Michael. Half a minute to play, I reckon. Fantastic. There's the kick now. Down to the half forward flank. A mark to Of course, in the days since the passing of Ronald Dale Barassi, that was one of his great moments. Uh, Carlton Collingwood Grand Final, widely considered one of the greatest grand finals of all time. And according to one of the key protagonists, Ted Hopkins, uh, heralded the birth of modern football. Now, the attendance figure of 121,696 broke the grand final record set the previous year of 119,165 and set an all-time attendance record for any football code in Australia that still stands. Collingwood led at half-time, 10-13-73, Carlton 4-5-29 by 44 points. And the game changed after half-time. Collingwood kicked a further four goals after the major break. Carlton came storming home, kicking 13 to finish. 17-9-111 to 14-17-101. And the 44-point margin at half-time will go down in uh, footy folklore as the margin. Number three. Talor provides the run. Kicks inside 50. McGovern... McGovern, what a player. What a mark, Bruce, what a mark. And he goes to Vardy straight away. They need to keep going quickly. 2.29 remaining. Ryan with a big mark. Flying Ryan, what about that? He plays on. Ball to Sheets, too long. Maynard can't get there. Sheets, did he play on? Did he take a step? A clever shepherd from Rioli. Well, that's a question. Was Maynard blocked out of that one? Probably was. If he kicks the goal, I think West Coast can win the grand final. Two minutes and just under. Massive. Sheed from the boundary. Needs to be in perfect years. He's got the most impossible goal. one of the great grand finals and one of the great victories Collingwood out of that centre bouncing ball they've got a brand new stadium, a big one and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the Eagle has landed they're the premiers in 2018 an amazing game of football. Collingwood kicked the first five goals of that game. And at quarter time, it was 5-1, the Magpies, to 2-2 West Coast. And at three-quarter time, it was dead level, 8-7 each of two. And it was a seesawing final term. The Eagles getting up by five points on the 29th day of September 2018 in front of 100,022 people. The Black Eyed Peas and Jimmy Barnes provided the pre-match entertainment and Luke Shuey took off the Norm Smith medal. Number two. Square for uh, St Kilda. Goddard the target. 
He's belting the ball forward. Johnson quickly off the mark. Milner at best. Ball bouncing. Oh, oh, scores a level. Oh, oh, no. What are you doing next week? Gee whiz. Do you take the ball there, Stephen Milner? I think he was going to try and take it. It just bounced out of his reach. Goddard. The tap. Del Santo. It's going to be a draw. It's unbelievable. What's oh. happened? <laughs> And it would go down as the ball that bounced the wrong way for Stephen Milne in the dying seconds of that game. Collingwood led by eight points at three-quarter time. The Saints actually came from behind. They trailed by 24 at half time, then a barnstorming second half, and really it was up for grabs in that final term. In the end, it was a draw, and they had to come back, and we know what happened in the replay. Collingwood too strong. On the 25th of September 2010, people thought one of the longest droughts in VFL, AFL history as far as premierships was going to be broken. St Kilda couldn't get it done that year. The full-time scoreline, 10-8-68 to 9-14-68. St Kilda kicked three goals, three in that final term to Collingwood's two goals, one. And uh, it was an absorbing game in front of 100,016 people. Lenny Hayes, one of the star performers for St Kilda, won the Norm Smith medal. And wasn't it great to hear Dennis Cometti, Bruce McAvaney and Lee Matthews anchor the call? Number one. By Hamlet's in front. Very interesting, Dennis, at that first bounce because Yates came off the wing and went straight for Dermot Burrett. Dermot's down on his knees, as you can see. Gary Ablett will go very close from here, from about 52 metres. Long, probing kick, it's home. Now, this is reminiscent of the final Dermot Burrett how Yates came through the centre, didn't have eyes for the ball, just went straight at Brereton and has put him down. A bad miss for Hawthorne because he's the one who can really get them going. But it goes long down towards the pocket. Applet is there, almost the one-hander. Finds it on the ground from 25 metres out. He's kicked it. His eighth goal. Oh, Gary Ablett. He's just quite amazing. So, a tremendous effort by both sides. And we're close to the end of the game. And only three goals separates the two sides. Tuck, Bearstow over the top. Bruns, bounce favours Bruns. Bruns goes for goal. Brownless at the back. Ablett! This could be the record number of goals kicked in a grand final. At the moment held by Dermot Brereton. Gary Ablett has kicked eight. A chance to kick his ninth. And that mistake coming from his brother-in-law, Michael Tuck, on the outer flank, the back flank for Hawthorne. Here goes Ablett for goal number nine, and he's threaded it. David Cameron has kicked two. That'll stop the clock. And there's going to be a ball up. Valuable time is just ticking away. We're down to 15 seconds now as play restarts. Geelong must get it immediately. One down by Flanagan, taken by Buse, upended by Dippy Domenico. They lock it up again. It looks like it's all over. The dream of back-to-back pennants is all but there as far as the Hawks are concerned. There's the siren. Hawthorne have won it by six points. A heart stopper. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just seen it. 
It was a classic. 42 goals were kicked in that grand final. Unheard of these days. And Hawthorne were playing in their seventh successive grand final and eager to successfully defend the Premiership for the first time in their history after being denied in 1984 by Essendon and in 1987 by Carlton. And under new coach Malcolm Blight, Geelong had become the most exciting team in the competition to watch with their attacking style. And as we heard in the highlights there, the grand final uh, was played in near perfect conditions and Geelong made their intentions clear right from the start when Mark Yates ran through Hawthorne's champion centre-half forward, Dermot Brereton. And Malcolm Blight, the coach, later admitted this had been a premeditated strategy to protect their star midfielder Paul Couch and negate Brereton. An amazing game of football. 21-18, 144 Hawthorne. Geelong 21-12, 138. As I mentioned, 42 goals kicked in the last day of September back in 1989. John Farnham actually sang the national anthem that year and rightfully so in kicking nine goals in that grand final Gary Ablett senior took off the Norm Smith medal and in fact at three quarter time it was seemingly all over because Hawthorne led by 36 points and Geelong kicked eight goals five in that final term to just fail by six points called by Dennis Cometti, Sandy Roberts, Ian Robertson, and they had a star-studded expert panel too with Don Scott, Bernie Quinlan, Michael Robertson, Peter McKenna was also part of it with Ross Glendenny. So there you go. There's my top seven. What did you think, boys, out there in the uh, production area? Do you agree with me? Yep, they do. Okay. I've gone with 1989. I just thought 42 goals kicked in a grand final. It's just unheard of. And Ablett's heroics, and they weren't just simple goals. There were snaps across the body. There were ground balls. There were fantastic marks taken. It gives me shivers just thinking about it. It was just an epic, epic grand final. So there's the top seven. The all-electric Kia EV6 brought you those with up to 528 kilometres of range. Uh, by the way, Todd of Millbridge said 1984 Essendon versus Hawthorne. Billy Duckworth, of course, took off the Norm Smith medal. I was at the grand final. It was one of my first ones, actually, that uh, VFL grand final between the Bombers and the Hawks. And there were there was melee after melee in that grand final. So well done, uh, Todd. Yeah, that was featured not in the actual top seven, but we did make mention. It was during a dominant period in the 80s for Hawthorne. They appeared, as we mentioned, in that 1989 grand final. That was their seventh consecutive grand final, which is quite amazing. All right. Uh, now for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Uh, here is just a couple of comments on what have been made regarding the big grand final coming up on Saturday, Dane Zorko plays game 250 and he was responding to reports that he might retire if the Lions are crowned premiers on Saturday. I've seen a little bit of this. Um, you're reporting a little bit of this over the last 24 hours. I don't know what that speculation is and why. Um, we always seem to knock down players when they get to a certain age that we think they must retire. Um, my football's been as good as it's been over my career. Over the last um, 12 months, um, my body's in really good shape. There's no reason as to why I wouldn't continue playing next year. And that's uh, Dane Zorko, as you mentioned, playing game 250. Peter Moore, 
In fact, Peter Moore's son, Darcy, plays game 150. Just repeating, Billy Frampton in for the Magpies. Daniel McStay out injured. Uh, Patrick Lipinski has been uh, confirmed as the uh, tactical sub. The 23rd man, Jared Lyons, uh, who was the sub in uh, the game a couple of weeks ago, uh, is out of the Brisbane Lions lineup. Uh, that's for Polaris. Uh, their plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the Ranger 1000 EPS. Plus, get $1,000 free accessory. And, of course, the NBL season begins tonight or tomorrow night, actually, uh, but with the Perth Wildcats starting their campaign against Tasmania. The season actually starts tonight, but the Wildcats in action at uh, ROC Arena against the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. For Australia's biggest and best range of Wildcats merchandise, visit catsgear.com.au. More after the break. Welcome back to Sports Day WA. And for the Signet Mag family, power every moment, Australian designed, Australian owned, Let's get a bit of an insight. What is in the AFL grand final edition of the record? And a lot of people from Perth are heading over to the MCG to see the match between Collingwood and Brisbane. We'll pick up their copy of the AFL record. But if you're not going, go to aflrecord.com.au and get yourself order a souvenir copy of the 2023 AFL Grand Final. And a man that's been with us on a weekly basis to give us a bit of a preview of what's in the record is Ashley Brown, the AFL Record Senior Writer. Ash, thanks for your time. Good to be with you. And before we get started, the record's actually on sale in the shops, the Grand Final record. We're on sale in WA today. So if you go to your uh, Coles or your Woolies or your newsagents or any of those sort of places, you should be able to grab a copy as well. You're right. Actually, uh, in previous years, I have seen the record in newsagents and uh, certainly select places around the Perth metropolitan area and in the regions for people listening in where you can pick a copy up of the AFL record. So look out for that. Saying that, Ash, looking forward to it. Darcy Moore, Harris Andrews on the front cover of the grand final edition. Yeah, we got the tip off from the Lions, Pete. That uh, we are because we've got two captains, of course. Lockie Neal, the now dual Bradley Medal, is also being a co-captain of the Lions. But uh, they gave us the tip saying if they win the flag, it'll be Harris Andrews holding up the cup. So he gets on the cover of the of the grand final record. And I believe there's a select group of players and coaches born to win premierships. So uh, you've done a bit of a feature on that. Yeah, I had a bit of fun with that one, Pete. That's a story I sort of started working on last year during the off-season. But uh, it's one thing to make grand finals, nothing to win them. And you know, so I decided to go through and look at who you'd want to have on your team, or in the past, who you'd want to have on your team uh, when it comes to grand final day. And sort of covered that Damien Hardwick with 83, has an 83% winning record in grand finals. And the caveat was you have to have a minimum of five grand finals as a player, coach or both. OK, interesting. Uh, Jim Hardwick's got, been involved in five out of six winning teams on grand final day. So it's great to go through. The interesting part was some of the greats of the game who, you know, who fall below 50%. Um, people like, you know, the, the, the great Jock McHale, for example, being you know, one old example, Tom Hafey, uh, Alan Jeans, and one or two others as well, who, you know, absolute giants of the game. But when it comes to grand final day, you know, their record's a little bit scratchy. Mm, interesting. Looking forward to that. That's a, a good read. Of course, Luke Hodge uh, is a two-time Norm Smith medalist, four-time premiership player, uh, he loves the big stage, and I believe there's a bit of a feature on Lukey Hodge as well. A bit of star in the grand final record this week, Luke Hodge. He's involved in a couple of stories. Firstly, uh, we had had chat about his sort of what it's like to win the North Smith Medal. He won two of them, of course, playing for Hawthorne in 2008 and 2014. But we also contributed to a piece I wrote. You know, we hear all the time, Pete, that the AFL season is a marathon and not a sprint. 
So I thought it would be worth investigating. What are the tricks to getting through to the finish line for such a long season? Which, of course, if you chuck in the pre-season as well, it's about a, a 10, 11-month campaign. So what are the little tricks that the veteran players and coaches use over the journey to make sure they get to the end of September in one piece, both in mind and body? That was really some really good stuff there. A few, a few shortcuts would be aspiring uh, coach, it's, it's not a bad story to read. I tell you what's a really good story to read as well is it's 30 years since the baby bombers were born when against expectations they won the 1993 flag against their old rivals Carlton and I believe there's a, a bit of a celebration 30 years on from that great Essendon team. Yeah one of the great grand final wins that one bombs I was so young at 30 games before that grand final they'd beaten by Hawthorne by 160 points on the MCG. So what they did in the interim was in 13, 14 months later to win a premiership was quite incredible. One of Kevin Sheedy's greatest coaching uh, performances, in my opinion. Yeah, it was great to talk to a couple of people involved in that Essendon team, among them SEN's own Tim Watson. That's what made it such a special team. Oh, fantastic. Shane O'Sullivan uh, has a bit written about him in the AFL grand final record. Of course, he's been around for a long time. In fact, a 44-year journey and he's been to three clubs. I remember him at Brisbane, Carlton, and maybe you can elaborate where else he's been, the journeyman. Well, he's, he's at Footscray, though, and then he was, he, he, after he left Carlton the first time, he went to uh, Footscray's general manager. So pretty sure he's the, most, he's the longest-serving full-time uh, football official there is. You know, he started at Carlton in 1979 when they won the premiership that year at Jezza. So I just be thought, having a chat, it was great to sit down with him. And talk about a lifetime working footy and what the game's meant to him. And he had some amazing stories. Most of them I had to leave out of the story because it was about <laughs> out of space. But he's been there and done that in footy. Been involved with some huge people. You know, David Parkin, Christopher Scase, Paul Cronin. He was, there, he, was, he was there the day. Brad Hardy was dragged by. Mick Moldhouse was in the coach's box. Just had some fantastic stories to tell about his time in footy. And it was a, the grand final record that gives us sort of the time and space to to sink our teeth into those sorts of stories. Yeah, fantastic. And, of course, uh, AFL Media's award-winning photographer, Michael Wilson. We've got some of the best snapshots uh, to encapsulate 2023 in the record. Yeah, the, the, the record, the grandfather record is, is, you know, it's also a, it's a summary of the season to keep sake about the entire footy season. So Michael has uh, sort of, um, he, he's put together, he's curated the best, not just his, but, some of the best footy photos taken by you know, a number of photographers from Getty Images and AFL Photos and put them uh, a nice spread in the magazine as well. So that's uh, some highlights of the season really there. Well, Ash Brown, uh, it's been a real joy for me to have a chat to you on a weekly basis on a Thursday to get a bit of a insight uh, into what's in the AFL record. Really looking forward to getting my hands on the 2023 AFL Grand Final Edition. And as you pointed out at the top of the chat, it is available around uh, news agents and, and various outlets in Perth and the regional areas for those people that like a souvenir copy. But... Can I ask you, before we let you go, and we wind up 2023, who's going to win the flag? I've gone for Brisbane by goal. I just think they might uh, have a little bit too much scoring power for Collingwood, particularly with McStay out. I'm just not sure where the goal will come from. Brisbane have shown that they can score and score heavily and score quickly, and I just think that might give them the edge. But it's a really hard grand final to pick. It's going to be a great game because you you can't make a pick with any real conviction. So... That's what you want to head into grand finals. I think it's going to be a beauty. Yeah, it should be an absolute beauty. And you're saying Brisbane by a goal. If that's the case, Ash, 
We're in for a heart stopper. Another classic uh, at the MCG on the back end of what was a bit of a disappointing AFL grand final last year. I think we're due for a real heart stopper. In fact, just before you came on, uh, I've got a top seven segment on a Thursday and I've done the top seven VFL AFL grand finals of all time. Guess what was number one? Ash, can you guess what was number one in my top seven? Uh, I would say probably West Coast in 2006. No, 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 I, I, had to be, I had to steer away from being too long. I've got 1989 when Gary Ablett kicked yeah, nine goals in that phenomenal like that. grand final between Geelong and Hawthorne. For me, that is the, the greatest yeah. grand final I've seen. That's a pretty safe bet, Pete. That was an absolute beauty, that one as well. So uh, I was front and centre at the MCG that day, and as a Hawthorne supporter, it was a very nerve-wracking uh, last <laughs> quarter as the Cats came back, but it was a wonderful game. Of yeah, and it was so high-scoring as well. And, of course, Dermot Brereton getting taken out in the opening seconds of that match. Anyway, Ash, thank you very much for your contribution this year. We've really enjoyed it. I know our Sports Day WA listeners have really enjoyed it. And keeping uh, our fingers crossed, we can do it again next year. Uh, Pete, thank you for your support and your enthusiasm for the record. We really appreciate it in our team. And, yes, hopefully we'll do this all again next year. It should be a lot of fun. Enjoy the grand final, Ash. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. You too. Ash Brown, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic AFL grand final record. And that update, thanks to Signet Mag family. How every moment, explore the range of signet.com and in stores now. And it is a, a terrific range. Okay. For Irrigear, Irrigear is here. Time to save money and water. A couple of the major headlines today. The sticking point that led to the New South Wales Blues legend Brad Fittler quitting as New South Wales coach was Freddie's request for a new two-year contract. The Blues hierarchy only wanted to give Fittler one more year after six years at the helm, including losing three of the last four series what a great cricket match last night. A uh, returning Glenn Maxwell uh, ripped uh, India apart to bowl Australia to a 66-run victory after Mitch Master. He was good last night. And Steve Smith laid the platform with the bat in the third ODI after losing five in a row. Three in South Africa and the first two here in India. They got back on the winner's list. Mitch made 96, Smith 74. Australia ended up at six for 352. And then Maxwell finished with his best ODI bowling figures of four for 40. So a good win by Australia last night. A couple of the major sports stories, thanks to Irrigear, which offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. OK, the leg up is Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Blake Johnston has the tip for the weekend. G'day, fellas. Nice to give our SEN listeners a winner yesterday at Rose Hill with Snowman putting a gap in his rivals. Tomorrow, we're heading to the Sunshine Coast. Race 6, number 5, Tribeca Star. This bloke is 204 days since that impressive maiden win at Doombin. He's been back to the trials. He's trialled super on two occasions. Despite the wide draw, I reckon he represents good value in a tough race. Good luck if you follow, fellas. So get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. And just before I go, don't forget that Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game worth over $70,000. Amazing. All you need to do is just shop in-store at Beaumont's uh, before November 12 and you're in with a chance to win. TNCs do apply. 
Thanks for being part of Sports Day WA this week. I'll be back again on Monday for the full wrap on the AFL Grand Final for 2023. Wherever you may be, you may be catching a bird like myself tomorrow and going to Melbourne to be part of the AFL Grand Final between Collingwood and Brisbane or staying here, getting together, maybe barbecues at home, maybe at various outlets around the Perth metropolitan area, down in the southwest, the gold fields in the far north. Have a great Grand Final day. And uh, as they say, may the best team win. And you can enjoy the AFL Grand Final here on SEN. Our coverage commences from 11am live from the MCG. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Brian. That's been Sports Day WA. All thanks to Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Have a good night, everyone. Catch you Monday.